What's happening, guys? It's Mac and Eric back with Invasion. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Where are we meeting, Eric? Are we meeting in a tavern? Yeah. Uh, meet, meeting in a tavern. Meeting in a tavern. So what's happening, guys? We'll wait a couple minutes, see who jumps on. If you are new, hello and welcome to Indie Invasion. This is Indie Invasion Shorts, where Eric and I talk about something in the gaming community, whatever it is, whether it's role-playing stuff, miniature stuff, any kind of games, board game stuff. Sometimes we like to run Hang our mouth. Guys. <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, earthquake. Big earthquake in uh, Gurney. Hey, did you hit record? Hit record. You don't have to hit record in StreamYard. All right. I'm thinking record. old school. You are now thinking. I'm out of, now I'm out of focus because I'm messing around with my camera. See, that's what you get for messing around. Come on. Come on. There you there are. Hello. If you're just jumping on, say hello, and we'll say hello back to you. Eric, what in the world do you have on your desk and why? I got I got lots of DM screens. Um. Because tonight, we're going to be talking about... Yeah, if I do that, they won't hear me. We're going to be talking about Behind the Screens. Behind basically, the a show about prep work for running an RPG. Like, kind of some of the things that maybe you do. Some of the ideas I have. Um, I am actually diving freshly in uh, campaigning RPGs as a, uh, a DM. Um, you've had past experiences, so you're drawing you on, say that. on those going way back from your old stomping days. Back in the ancient 80s of running games, yeah, maybe. And maybe we can touch on some of the newer things, you know. Uh, RPGs have been around for, what, since, I want to say... Late seventies, late seventies, seventy. I was just reading an article the other day. I want to say seventy six. Could be totally wrong, but okay. yeah, mid seventies. It's changed a lot in oh, yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. all those years. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk about all kind, not just prep work stuff, but I know a lot of people don't even use a DM screen. No, and yeah, that's kind of become a popular thing too. But we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff like that. And um, someone has already said hello. Can you guess who that might be? Hello, uh, Todd. It may be uh, your enabler. The enabler. Welcome, enabler. I think, I wonder if there's a way we can change his name uh, on here from Todd to enabler. Look, <laughs> 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 he got me again. If he said, if I hurry up and watch Secrets of Blackmore, I'd know where they when they started. That yeah. is a true state. That is a true statement. So part of the reason that we went this route is something happened today. Yeah, we had something completely else planned up to this evening and then that just we'll but, save it but right that, that can throw it out the window right right now we got something for next week so so what what happened eric i i had a series of enablers strikes of enablers a series a series now todd is not the one that texted me today <laughs> i did twist your arm <laughs> <laughs> so okay i'll i'll go through this so Todd, friend of the show, listener, number one fan. I'm, I'm calling him number one fan at this point. He hooked us up. His local store uh, just got a, a huge, I think they said it was off of, uh, eBay. Okay. So they kind of saved you a little bit of leg work right there. Yeah. And, and it was a big D&D uh, campaign books and uh, source books from like the 80s, right? Most of it was from the 80s. Yeah, it's and, all AD. It was mostly AD&D second edition. 
Yep. Yep. And, um, he sent me the picture just simply said, Oh, I saw this. And I, I, I thought of Mac and I just started giggling. That's when I started giggling. I'm like, okay, I got to send him this because yeah. Mac doesn't, as many of you guys know, Mac doesn't have a local store that's within reasonable driving dis distance. So most of his hunts for this kind of stuff have been with his favorite starts with an E ends in a Y. Y. And sometimes, you know, you can get good deals oh, yeah. on, oh, on there on these old books. Uh, some of them are pretty collectible. So sometimes you kind of are going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but Todd kind of hooked us up. We got some good deals. We did. Um, we did. I, I, I restrained myself, but uh, you, you did. But so what happened to you? What, oh, what we, happened, man? <laughs> so we went into this with the understanding that I told Eric, all right, if we do this, you have to buy something too, not just me. So when Todd was going through this massive stack of second edition books, instead of Eric saying, oh, yeah, I think that one would interest me, I went ahead and said, Eric would like that one. So that he could start making a pile. So I may have spent a couple hundred dollars on a whole lot of old second edition books, but it was a good it was a good deal. And um, as we talk about the behind the screen stuff and get into this, is even though I don't play D and D, <laughs> I know now everybody's like, wait a minute, you don't even play D and D? What? Why did you do that? Okay, so let me explain because I play palladium fantasy role play mm. that's my that's my rpg and i love the rule set for palladium fantasy rpg i don't like the way the book is laid out it's kind of awkward to uh, navigate especially in this day and age where you know dnd has been doing it for so long their books are laid out really well yeah i mean yeah. They, they've just they've had so much practice at it that it's just laid out really well it's just not my favorite rule set that's just it but palladium's lore is eh, you know it's like it's it's a vanilla it, yeah it's really it really is it's kind of vanilla but i have been a dnd fan of you know the world building and all of that stuff since i started playing with the red box coloring the sides of my dice to make them you know look right um back when the old dnd box came with the, the wax crayon so that you could color your dice and you think about that that's what is that now 50 years of world building so there's all of this wonderful and cool stuff so i love the lore and i love the background and i let shut up just stop it just stop it just I'll hide stop. behind my screens hold on <laughs> hide behind your screen I'll hide behind my screens so that's that's my that's my rationale for why i did it it may not be good rationale it may not make any sense at all but doggone it i did it so right after this show, I have to go upstairs and spend lots of time with my wife because she said I could spend lots of money. <laughs> and I don't say that in the way that, oh, I had to get approval. That's what, you know, that's what it's about. You spend a lot of money. You got to, got to, got to talk with the, with the fam. You know what I mean? The you got to see that. The, the boss. So basically a lot of this the, the is real enabler, actually the real <laughs> enabler of all of, of, I can blame Todd. I can blame you, but the real enabler is my wonderful wife who enables me. And as you can see behind Eric on his shelves there, clearly his wife enables him as well. <laughs> no, she knows about it all. Oh, um, yeah, so that's why, that's why your wife has two new puppies. <laughs> yeah. That's my payback. She gets dogs. That's um, right. 
So what we're saying, basically, a lot of this is you don't have to stick to a certain system. Yeah. It's this is part of the prep work. You're you're taking uh, that's the nice thing about RPGs. You can take the different lore and work it into what story do you want to you know you want to talk about and sure. that that right there is the prep work it's like well what kind of story do you want do you want to tell a mystery do you want to tell uh something that's like a horror story or an, an adventure or i mean there's so many different avenues you can go yeah. when you think about stories you know that's part of the the prep work yeah and then once you're once you're there and you know what you want to do i think the other important thing you have to do is you have to know what your players want mm-hmm. so like You've got the the old school role players who are doing like the dungeon crawls. Just a hack and slash. Right. That's what some people want to do. Well, if you go into it and you've got 16 pages of story written and you've got 500 NPCs and every oh. NPC has his own backstory and a family tree and you have a group of hack and slash guys, you just wasted a whole bunch of time. Yeah. I've heard horror stories of people, you know, having a whole adventure set up for their, their day, you know, their weekly, monthly, whatever they meet uh, planned out. And the players, instead of going this way, they go, Oh, let's go this way. And it's like, you take that big old binder and you just, well, I see, I think that's part of the prep work too. Cause I think you have to be prepared for that. Be able to, um, you have to go with the flow. Cause I think when you, when you think of an RPG as, um, as I'm the boss and, and I'm trying and I'm against the players instead of looking at it as the players are kind of writing the story and you're just kind of steering the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm talking about more is if you have a group full of people that don't really want to role play, they just want to go in a dungeon and chop things up. Yeah. Just to have, have an adventure. Yeah. I mean, th- there's that phrase of, murder hobo <laughs> yeah murder but hobo. sometimes that's a lot of fun you know you don't yeah. want to think about uh solving a puzzle or right. you know doing that whole um the role-playing aspect of the socialization with npcs and building in-game right. relationships and stuff okay cat out Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, the, the, the inverse of that is you don't want to have a group of um, guys who want to role play and you're trying to turn them into a bunch of murder hobos where they're going around killing everything. And they're like, well, I don't want to do that. So it's a good idea to know who your players are too. And okay. You ready for this? This is the, the hardest part about it. Are you ready? Listen carefully, ask them what they want to do. And that's why you would have a session zero usually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Snack, you know, who's bringing snacks? What time are you guys meeting? How often are you meeting? Do you want to run this campaign for the next 15 years or, or is it a, a three months and we're out? Is it a one week and we're out? We, you know, what is it? what's your expectation? Because if you aim for nothing, you're going to hit it every time. So that session zero is really important for that behind the screen stuff. But so you're just starting out running games, Eric. What do you have behind your screen? Well, I guess before that, besides what you, my nose, <laughs> besides your nose, uh, besides that, uh, what do you have behind your screen? What are you having back there? I'm going to switch to headphones real quick there. Okay. So basically, um, the basic stuff. You know, I got I got my dice. I have depending if I have something planned out 
or if I'm just going straight from a module, um, right. I may have notes of like I, I wrote down a list of NPCs uh, so I don't have to stare and, you know, find yeah. them in, yeah. in the module or in my notes. Um, I may have separate uh, either Xerox or, um, you know, I write down stats for certain creatures. And actually what I've been doing lately is so I I'm getting into the D&D &D, oh, yeah. and D&D &D has these beautifully. I think it's the greatest thing uh, to come along in the modern day for D&D &D is the the different cards they have. Oh, yes. You know, so you don't have to thumb through or. Uh, dog ear or something, a, a book for either monsters or yeah. magic items and, or, or even the, the spell cards, you yeah, know, you can, they're like baseball card size. So you yeah. can put them in your little sheets. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you something about that. That's actually what got me back to thinking, you know what? I want to, I want to run another RPG because it was at Barnes and Noble of all places. And it, Barnes and Noble has like always carried D and D stuff for as long as I can remember. Yeah, they have but I was, selection too. Yeah, but I was walking through, I was looking in the book section. I was looking to pick up some uh, Dragonlance books that I had had many moons ago, and I just wanted to read them again. And I'm like, uh, what are these? Spell cards, magic item cards. I was like, why didn't we do this oh, they 30 got so years many, ago? So many and, neat things now for yeah. uh, that you can prep. And sometimes a lot of it's like, Okay, you don't need it to play. Mm -hmm. Basically, what it is, it's bling for your games. Absolutely, but you're, you're, be, does, you're bedazzling. Uh, you're bedazzling your uh, DM screen. I with mean, all like, that stuff. I, I don't think I ever showed you. So, one of my birthday presents, Mary got me an initiative uh, tracker that is like a a plastic. It looks like a sword that's sunk into like a little base, okay. and on the sword you can hook these little like flags. Oh yeah, yeah. I've so you can that. dry erase, you know, the character's name, right, and help you keep an order of, you know, the initiative order of who, who's attacking, and yeah. blah 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 blah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. If you go on Etsy, Etsy is just filled with this customized, oh, yeah. stuff that it's ridiculous. Like uh, we we're talking about, well, screens. So I mean, that's a prep work. Some screens you can customize. Like I have this blank one for Deadlands that I just mm -hmm. printed out stuff. Put, you know, I printed out different stats I would need for the game. Um, or you can buy the already pre-made, you know, the D&D &D ones yeah. that they have with all the stuff in it. Um, I, w I did. I, I went to Etsy. And you, and you uh, found a custom made one, didn't I you? I did. I did. I found They're a beautiful super cool one. They're and I, beautiful. Did, I didn't get, and some of them go upwards of $500. I didn't go anywhere near that, yeah. but I got a pretty cool one that looks like uh, uh, dungeon doors. Okay. It's just, you know, simple wooden banded dungeon doors. And I, I thought it was pretty cool. So I thought that one would work pretty well for what I like to do. So for me, I keep a lot of that same stuff back there. I like to keep yeah. a few models for when I, uh, yeah, that's one thing I didn't even put, think of the models, put monsters out, um, I, I, rocks to throw at my players. Every once. <laughs> no, I don't really keep those back there. You got uh, like little coins or something. Like, uh, if they do something that's like fantastically role play that gives them like an advantage or something. I, you know like what? That. I, I never thought of that, but that's a good idea. And if any of you guys that are listening, have any tips or anything, I don't think that there's any, like perfect setup. 
I think you, I think the best thing any DM or storyteller, whatever you want to call them could do is listen to what everybody else is doing. And you just, you grab every little piece that you think fits your style of what you're doing mm-hmm. to, 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 you know, make, make your storytelling perfect. So like for me, the number one have to have it behind the screen, no questions asked, won't run a game without it is my iPod with my playlist. Oh, yes. That's a very good prep thing for mood, right? You're all about setting mood. Oh, yeah. I am all about mood. And so I have a handful of artists that I like to use. So you can also you can always go with some of the classical music, you know, uh, the Conan stuff. I know that's not actually classical. Pre-fight stuff. Exactly. You can go for that. But there's a lot of uh, guys out there that do just music. So I like for music, Knox Arcana Mm -hmm. is an artist that he does all kinds of uh, theme specific music. Does a lot of horror stuff. And I like a little bit of horror in my stories. Then there's Midnight Syndicate. Oh, yeah. Easily my favorite. I love Midnight Syndicate. And then um, uh, and and then the the last one that I've recently used. And if you guys pay attention to the all of the gigantic jumble of letters below our podcasts, when we post them in Podbean on the very end there, you'll see Michael Gelfi and he's a YouTuber and Chewbacca is in the game now. (laughs) He's a YouTuber, but he does uh, ambient noises, and he's got tons of them. He's got, you know, you can have your campfire in the woods, campfire in the jungle, campfire okay. by the sea, and they, your running time on them is usually an hour to two hours. So you can just let it run. Right. You can just let it run in the background, and I like to layer that on now, top. I got one for you that I recently discovered uh, that's... Wait, let me get a pen. <laughs> it, it's pretty interactive. Now, I... I know they do have a lot of free download stuff, but it's it's like a lot of things. It's a subscription thing, and you can download right. stuff or whatever. But it's called Sirenscape, uh-huh. and they have packages you download. And while you're playing it, you can interact with it. Like yes. say you had the background, you know, you're in the in the woods, and it's a campfire going crackling, and you have like pots and pans clattering around. Well, you know, what if you want a wolf howl? You can just press a button and, and it'll yeah. add that wolf howl where you want it. I mean, yeah. it, it's already predetermined, but you can manipulate it as you're going, which is kind of cool. So um, totally not a paid advertisement for Sirenscape, but I'm going to give them a big plug here is you told me about them not too long ago. And I yeah. went ahead and downloaded the app and I was playing around with the free stuff in there. It's, and it's fun to just play. It, it really is. So it is a subscription service. If you want, you can outright buy, which I like yeah. that option because I'm not a big fan of subscription service. And it's not that expensive. Like I was looking no. at the stuff for Curse of Strahd and I think it was 20 bucks and they give right. you a ton of stuff for that whole right. big module they have for that. Yes. And so you can do the subscription service and I use it the other night in our session one. And it was fantastic. So just to give you an idea of how it worked, I was pushing them towards a town, basically. So they're out camping, you know, it's nighttime. So big storm. Well, there's a storm setting and you have all of these different options in Mm -hmm. there. So it's got a preset of the storm. And on the, on the left side, it's got all of this stuff that 
is like height of the storm, storm ending, beginning a storm. So, you, you know, it's already got these presets and then you can go into it and it's got all these other presets. It's got the thunder and the lightning and the wind and the wolf howl and a tree yep. cracking and all of this stuff. And you can set the volumes how you want. Yep. And then on the far right, it's got all of these buttons you can push. So if you just need a crack of thunder, you just push the crack of thunder. Yeah, I think that's and so you get, neat. You get an extra one. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to derail for just a second because this is awesome. So Todd said you used to hand out a D30 as a reward that you could use on one D20 roll that night. Ooh, that's a I good idea. I love that. I am so doing that. I, I'm taking that. Or if you if you really want to up the game, get that big old chunky D D one hundred. That's for so, when you're fighting those dragons, right? That actually is brilliant. I love that. I think that is an awesome reward for that mm -hmm. over the top role playing where you just go, man, that was that was epic. That was perfect. I think that's perfect. And then uh, Todd also said, small company always at Gen Con sells candles. Musty tavern. I'm not sure I want a musty tavern candle. I'm just or swamp candle. Swamp. You just bring in one of the the boys, <laughs> right? You want a swamp? <laughs> we shouldn't say that. That's terrible. Uh, but yeah. So that. So for me, that's my number one. Now, as a new DM, do you have a number one thing that you think you have to have back there? So you're doing Curse of Strahd. Mm -hmm. So you you gotta go. You gotta go music. But right well, now, do you yeah. have something? Um. Yeah, see, I'm trying to figure out what would be a good mood thing besides lighting, music. Um, a, a, a lot of with Curse of Strahd is going to be the telling and yeah. because it's a horror genre and you want to set that mood. Yeah. So a lot of it's going to be about that approach of how you tell your story. You know, don't just tell the story. And this could be if you have to practice it practice it in front of a mirror record yourself yeah. see what it sounds like yeah um you know it can be as simple as just lowering that that tone in your voice so you yeah. kind of create that tension um yeah. but one of the i think the must-haves for me uh starting out is to have those notes kind of planned out right um because i you know i'm not ready to do that free form sandbox where it's right off top of my head now granted if i create it it may be easier to remember sure but for the time being i need those notes because um <clears throat> i am in this in this kind of role just as new as some of the players that are going to be sitting at sure the table. sure so i want to be able to be i guess well what do we say be prepared be prepared uh, for you know whatever they may do um so i i think yeah i think that's probably gonna be my must go is i gotta have these notes i gotta have them kind of planned out and then later as you get more comfortable or i get more comfortable i will be able to not have those i can pre-read it and be ready yeah. to go i you know i can put little post-it notes maybe and just that yeah. that's enough to trigger my memory of oh this is what we got to do yeah. And I see, I've never been a module guy. Like I didn't, it was nothing against them. I love to read modules, adventure mm -hmm. modules, but I was never, I didn't really like using them because I am a free form DM. I, I just like to, I just like to tell a story and see where it goes. And if you as the player do something really cool that I didn't think of, I'm not going to tell you until after the game that it was your idea that made it happen but I'm just going to incorporate whatever it was. And then just off that, off on that tangent, we go. Um, 
but but it's it is nice to have the modules kind of fit the role of those notes too. Yeah. You read over it once and you have you know highlight maybe a couple things and, and you can add your your own little flavor yeah. to it. Um, you know, because some of them are very textbooky, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you you kind of have to pre-read them and then make little notes of okay, at this certain place, this is gonna happen. And you know, you're gonna add that that flavor, that care that character to to bring it to life, to yeah. make the 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 players feel like they're in that world. And like we mentioned, the music and the the, the lighting and stuff like that, that kind of stuff will help put them in that moment. So, yeah. Well, you know, there's another thing that I find to be really, really helpful behind the screen. And that is to just have like a, I have, and I got a stack of them right here because I've been working on my adventure. This one's blank, but just a lined index card. Yeah. And just having a big list of random NPC names, not already created NPCs, but that way when, uh, this, uh, I think one of the, there's, there's some guy out there who has a YouTube channel. I, I can't, I'm, and I apologize if he happens to see this, that I don't know what the name of his YouTube channel is, but maybe somebody knows it and you can say it. He has this one really funny video and it applies to having those NPC names back there. And it's this barbarian walking down. He meets this merchant and he says, Hey, do you have something to buy? Yeah. So he sells it to him. No problem. Get ready to move on. Then the barbarian's like, so good merchant, what's your name? And the DM's like, uh, why do you want to know? And it's just going on and on because he can't think yeah. of a name. That's so, actually a, a, a good prep uh, to do behind your screen to have that list. Some some screens actually, like this one that I have from Strahd, actually has Bovarian, Bovarian, Bavarian, Bavarian names on it that you can just go through the list and pick. Oh, I like with, that. You know, yeah. uh, some different uh ones have that um some of the books they have it that you could just print it out yeah. or write down a couple yeah. uh and the then, basic one doesn't but um yeah i mean i was running uh my wife and son through the the basic set just so they can kind of very easily sure. start to learn to play the game and they what they did in the little encounter you know they were encountering goblins and there was a moment right. that if you knocked one out you can interrogate them well, one of the character was so silver tongued that the goblin got enamored with him and mm -hmm. they didn't have to kill him. So it's like, okay, he just became a pet and we have to, he has to have a name. So I had to come up with the name right off the top of my head and, you know, keep it in theme with goblins and stuff like that. Um, and, and what, I, what name did you come up well, with? Well, he, he's named Bump. Like bump on a log, <laughs> and it worked. So, but it was something I had to come up with spontaneously that I didn't plan for. I did not plan that right, they were right. going to be not befriend, but uh, make this goblin a pet. Right. <laughs> you know, I figured they were going to manipulate him into their world, slaughter them all type of thing. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, there's just there's so much that you can do. And, and I think, I think one more last important thing to say is because we've been talking about what's going on behind the screen. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's important. I think that as a storyteller or DM or GM, whatever your flavor is of calling it, um, whatever it is, you generally put a lot of work into it. Even if you're an improv kind of guy and you just tell the story you know, off the cuff, it's still there's work involved with what you're doing. Yeah, you still and, gotta have some kind of guidelines and yeah. uh, and things to help you move the story forward. Well, and and so the flip side of that is 
your players need to understand that and respect that part that you've put a lot of work into it. So, and that's why I was saying, I think this was before we, we started recording is that I, I don't see the, for me, I don't see my job as a DM as the overlord of the game. I see it as I'm steering the boat and the players are rowing the boat. So they, they're part of crafting the story. It's not mm-hmm. me against them. Yeah, you know, that, that's not the purpose of the game. If it was me, if it was me against them and I'm the DM, I'm like, you're dead. That was fun. Everybody gets no yeah. experience and all your stuff is laid out and you're pill- pillaged by goblins as they pick over your corpses. So it's not um it's not a me against them. So it's like it's kind of a two-way street. When when the GM is trying to tell a story for the pe- for the players, and then the players are more likely to want to participate in the story and not kind of kind of butt heads during the story is, is when you get the idea that you're all on the same side. And sometimes it's super fun when as the GM, your well-crafted villain falls to a natural 20 that you just weren't expecting out of nowhere. That's one of those things where you know, Todd is saying, uh, you know, you maybe you role played it really good against the villain and you get that D 30 for the night or for that one role, something like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a lot of fun to watch it happen because if you're not against them, then you you get to be a part of their story too. You know, you get to cheer them on when they kill your villain instead of being upset that they killed your villain. When they kill your villain, though, the best part about that is you get to make another more powerful one because they're still <laughs> heroes and they gotta <laughs> yeah. have a villain. So yep. it's like, okay, well, you killed my fifteenth level villain. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was just small fries. That's right. He was just the minion of the real guy who yeah. you're about to meet now. <laughs> so, so, um, so many warm warmut said he just purchased Mythic from Drive Through RPG for solo RPG. G- oh wow, GMless system for solo. That's hmm. that's interesting. That's um, you used to be able to do that in D and D too. Basic, basic D and D used to du- be able to dungeon crawl. So oh, that's okay. pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's uh, I'd, I'd be interested to know how that goes when you give it a try uh, to see how that works. I'm fortunate that even though I can't really find a whole lot of people to skirmish game around me, I managed to get a group of six people for our RPG. So that's pretty good. I'm excited about that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the nice things about RPGs is it's if it comes down to just basics, you don't need a whole lot. You need like right. a notebook, a couple dice, and a good imagination, really. Right. And then someone shows you Hero Forge and, and you need a, a miniature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that happened to all of my players the other, just like over the past three days. Uh, one of them found Hero Forge and it's just... And we've got this thread going on in our text where it's like, oh, here's the one I designed. Oh, I got mine now, too. Oh, here's mine. Oh, I got mine now, too. So now everybody's oh, going to have a Hero Forge miniature. I think they're going pre uh, the pre-colored plastic, too. Okay. So okay. I'm, interest- I'm interested to see what that looks like. Because as you know, we both have a couple Hero Forge models, but I haven't mm-hmm. done the pre-colored one. No, I haven't either. Yeah. I've- no. Well, we're mini guys. We like to paint That's true. Them, so. So I'm interested to see how they look, but well, we have hit our cap of 30 minutes. Folks. Yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. I guess. We are. Yeah. We are so thrilled that all you guys joined us, Todd, Todd, you, you, you horrible and lovely person all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> for finding all of those lovely books for me. 
I great. I really, in all sincerity, I appreciate it. It was a really good find. It was a good deal for the number of books that I got and the price. Um, it was a good deal. It's probably gonna. You got to build a new bookshelf now, don't you? I, I might need to clear <laughs> off. I might. I might have to sell a little bit of terrain to make a little bit of room for oh, uh, for all those books. Uh, but I have the. I got the space, so so I'm good. So I think I'm good with that. So, uh, anyway, guys. We are getting ready to head out. And remember, you can always find all of the shows that we have done on Podbean. That's our main host for our podcast. This one will go up tomorrow. Uh, we've been a little bit lax on posting, and that's that's my fault because we finished up Coastal Con. And, uh, oh, hey, Seth, there's the uh, – look, he came on just to laugh at me because <laughs> Seth, Seth is the one – who tallied up all the books for me. Thank you for joining us, Seth. I appreciate That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, he came on just to lull me. <laughs> That's rough, man. That's rough. <laughs> um, but but uh, you can check us out over there on Podbean. All of the regular stories will be going back up this Friday. So that'll be back to, I got real busy with Coastal Con, just needed a break from all of the posting actively. But this will be up on the podcast tomorrow. And then we'll have stories going up on Friday and soon we will have another podcast episode up for you. And not only can you get that on Podbean, but you can get it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and all kinds of other places all that we don't put in your ear. All the places to put in your ear. I have been finding our podcast in places that I didn't even know existed. So that's awesome. Super excited <laughs> about that. You can also check us out on our Facebook page. We've got a YouTube channel as well, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Please pop over and join our Discord. It's not real active right now. We don't have a whole bunch of people, but one of the great things about it is it is also where we do a lot of our coastal con planning, which is, mm -hmm. of course, the convention that we do every February. So a lot of that is going on there as well. Jump in the conversations. Maybe you found a big stack of books that you think Eric needs now because I already got all the ones I need. So now Eric needs some, and then you can let us know there. Or if you find something cool, you can always email us at indieinvasion at gmail.com. We'll be happy to chat with you and, uh, you know, see what, see what happens, see what ideas you maybe have out there. And the best place to go, if you want links to all of those different places is to our coastal con website, which is coastaltex.com. I'm done explaining why it's Coastal Tex and not Coastal Con. <laughs> Coastaltex.com. There you go. Um, but you can find links for all of that stuff. The You can listen to the podcast right from there if you like. And uh, you can also go to all of our Facebook stuff, the Coastal Con Facebook, the uh, Indie Invasion Facebook. You can and get to all cool. of those places from there. And you can also get to the Patreon. So if you like what you hear and you're interested in supporting us, you can check us out over on Patreon. We just look for Indie Invasion and you will find us on there. Now, one thing that's a little different about our Patreon is we do not have any exclusive content. So you don't have to pay for anything. There are some things that we only put up on Patreon Yep. But it's free even if you're not a member. There for so, you to enjoy. And, you right. know, if you enjoy us, let, let us know. Send us an email. Yep. We have ideas for other things. Yeah. Or know of uh, the big thing. If you know of an independent game or you are an independent game developer, we would love to talk about your game because we love games. 
Yeah. We just love, I mean, look behind Eric. I'm not even going to move my curtain that's behind me because it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> This bad. is just down here. This is the right? worst. Right. There's more upstairs. <laughs> so, so those are the places that you can che- that you can check it out over on uh, the Patreon. There's some cool stuff over there that you can check out as well. So, that is all we have for the evening. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And this is why we do it is so we can solve the universe's gaming problems one game at a time because we are fortunate. We are blessed that we live somewhere where the biggest problem we really have is which board game, miniature game, role-playing game we want to buy next. Uh, Oh, one other thing I do want to plug because we are uh, getting some new stuff up. So we do have, uh, if you want to, we're going to have some, a little contest coming up, more details to come because we're getting close to 5,000 downloads. So we're going to, we don't know what it is yet, but we're going to have a few giveaways going on. We haven't figured out all the details, but when we, when we get that 5,000 and hit our one year mark in April, we're going to have a little little prize giveaway. Nothing too crazy. We're not bajillionaires. If we were, we'd have our 10,000 square foot podcast mansion, but we're not. But it'll be cool anyway because we got some new stuff coming. We have some uh, uh, Indie Invasion measuring widgets coming, which are pretty cool. We have mm-hmm. Indie Invasion D6s. So cool stuff out there, guys. We have Indie Invasion keychains. Do you key have one handy? Coming. Do you uh, have one handy? No? Actually, I do. Oh. <sighs> They're pretty cool. Let me see if you can see it. It's clear, so it might be yeah. kind of hard to see. Let's see. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But, yeah, they're clear. Nice, 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 nice. All right. So, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We are super glad that you joined us. Don't forget that you can join us next Monday for our Hobby Hangout. And you can also join us next Wednesday where we'll be talking about another subject. We don't know what it is yet. But we'll figure it out, and you can join us as we talk. I do, because I got two subjects tonight (laughs) from what happened tonight. Who knows what it is, but (laughs) it's all on the hush-hush. So, guys, (laughs) if you're out there playing your games and having fun and just enjoying the company of other people across the table from you, remember to prepare yourselves for the invasion. (laughs)